Part three Definitions of the Emotions Continued of the Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza, translated by R. H. M. Elves. Part three Definitions of the Emotions Continued. Definition twenty five self-approval is pleasure arising from a man's contemplation of himself and his own power of action definition twenty six humility is pain arising from a man's contemplation of his own weakness of body or mind explanation self-complacency is opposed to humility in so far as we thereby mean pleasure arising from a contemplation of our own power of action but, in so far as we mean thereby pleasure accompanied by the idea of any action which we believe we have performed by the free decision of our mind, it is opposed to repentance, which we may thus define. Definition 27. Repentance is pain accompanied by the idea of some action which we believe we have performed by the free decision of our mind. Explanation the causes of these emotions we have set forth in part three section fifty one note and in part three section fifty three fifty four and fifty five and note concerning the free decision of the mind see part two section thirty five note this is perhaps the place to call attention to the fact that it is nothing wonderful that all those actions which are commonly called wrong are followed by pain, and all those which are called right are followed by pleasure. We can easily gather from what has been said that this depends in great measure on education. Parents, by reprobating the former class of actions, and by frequently chiding their children because of them, and also by persuading to and praising the latter class, have brought it about that the former should be associated with pain, and the latter with pleasure. This is confirmed by experience. For custom and religion are not the same among all men, but that which some consider sacred others consider profane, and what some consider honourable others consider disgraceful according as each man has been educated he feels repentance for a given action or glories therein definition twenty eight pride is thinking too highly of oneself from self-love explanation thus pride is different from partiality for the latter term is used in reference to an external object but pride is used of a man thinking too highly of himself However, as partiality is the effect of love, so is pride the effect or property of self-love, which may therefore be thus defined, love of self or self-approval, in so far as it leads a man to think too highly of himself. To this emotion there is no contrary, for no one thinks too meanly of himself because of self-hatred. I say that no one thinks too meanly of himself in so far as he conceives that he is incapable of doing this or that. For whatsoever a man imagines that he is incapable of doing, he imagines this of necessity, and by that notion he is so disposed that he really cannot do that which he conceives that he cannot do. 
for so long as he conceives that he cannot do it so long is he not determined to do it and consequently so long is it impossible for him to do it however if we consider such matters as only depend on opinion we shall find it conceivable that a man may think too meanly of himself for it may happen that a man sorrowfully regarding his own weakness should imagine that he is despised by all men while the rest of the world are thinking of nothing less than of despising him again a man may think too meanly of himself if he deny of himself in the present something in relation to a future time of which he is uncertain as for instance if he should say that he is unable to form any clear conceptions or that he can desire and do nothing but what is wicked and base etc we may also say that a man thinks too meanly of himself when we see him from excessive fear of shame refusing to do things with others his equals venture we can therefore set down as a contrary to pride an emotion which i will call self-abasement for as from self-complacency springs pride so from humility springs self-abasement which i will accordingly thus define definition twenty nine self-abasement is thinking too meanly of oneself by reason of pain explanation we are nevertheless generally accustomed to oppose pride to humility but in that case we pay more attention to the effect of either emotion than to its nature we are wont to call proud the man who boasts too much part three section thirty note and who talks of nothing but his own virtues and other people's faults who wishes to be first and lastly who goes through life with a style and pomp suitable to those far above him in station on the other hand we call humble the man who too often blushes who confesses his faults who sets forth other men's virtues and who lastly walks with bent head and is negligent of his attire however these emotions humility and self-abasement are extremely rare for human nature considered in itself strives against them as much as it can see part three section thirteen section fifty four hence those who are believed to be most self-abased and humble are generally in reality the most ambitious and envious definition thirty honor is pleasure accompanied by the idea of some action of our own which we believe to be praised by others definition thirty one shame is pain accompanied by the idea of some action of our own which we believe to be blamed by others explanation on this subject see the note to part three section thirty but we should here remark the difference which exists between shame and modesty shame is the pain following the deed whereof we are ashamed modesty is the fear or dread of shame which restrains a man from committing a base action modesty is usually opposed to shamelessness but the latter is not an emotion as i will duly show however the names of the emotions as i have remarked already have regard rather to their exercise than to their nature i have now fulfilled the task of explaining the emotions arising from pleasure and pain 
I therefore proceed to treat of those which I refer to desire. Definition 32. Regret is the desire or appetite to possess something, kept alive by the remembrance of the said thing, and at the same time constrained by the remembrance of other things which exclude the existence of it. Explanation. When we remember a thing, we are by that very fact, as I have already said more than once, disposed to contemplate it with the same emotion as if it were something present. But this dispositions, or endeavour, while we are awake, is generally checked by the images of things which exclude the existence of that which we remember. Thus when we remember something which affected us with a certain pleasure, we by that very fact endeavour to regard it with the same emotion of pleasure as though it were present. But this endeavour is at once checked by the remembrance of things which exclude the existence of the thing in question. Wherefore regret is, strictly speaking, a pain opposed to that of pleasure which arises from the absence of something we hate. Cf. Part 3, Section 47 note but as the name regret seems to refer to desire i set this emotion down among the emotions springing from desire definition thirty three emulation is the desire of something engendered in us by our conception that others have the same desire explanation he who runs away because he sees others running away or he who fears because he sees others in fear or again he who on seeing that another man has burnt his hand draws towards him his own hand and moves his body as though his own were burnt such an one can be said to imitate another's emotion but not to emulate him not because the causes of emulation and imitation are different, but because it has become customary to speak of emulation only in him who imitates that which we deem to be honourable, useful, or pleasant. As to the cause of emulation, cf. Part 3, Section 27, and Note. The reason why this emotion is generally coupled with envy may be seen from Part 3, Section 32 and Note Definition 34 Thankfulness or gratitude is the desire or zeal bringing from love whereby we endeavour to benefit him who with similar feelings of love has conferred a benefit on us. CF Part 3 Section 39 Note and Section 40 Definition 35 Benevolence is the desire of benefiting one whom we pity. CF Part 3, Section 27, Note. Definition 36. Anger is the desire whereby, through hatred, we are induced to injure one whom we hate. Part 3, Section 39. Definition 37. Revenge is the desire whereby we are induced, through mutual hatred, to injure one who, with similar feelings, has injured us. See Part 3, Section 40, Corollary 2, and Note. Definition 38. Cruelty or savageness is the desire whereby a man is impelled to injure one whom we love or pity. Explanation 
to cruelty is opposed clemency which is not a passive state of the mind but a power whereby man restrains his anger and revenge definition thirty nine timidity is the desire to avoid a greater evil which we dread by undergoing a lesser evil cf part three section thirty nine note definition forty daring is the desire whereby a man is set on to do something dangerous which his equals fear to attempt definition forty one cowardice is attributed to one whose desire is checked by the fear of some danger which his equals dare to encounter explanation cowardice is therefore nothing else but the fear of some evil which most men are wont not to fear hence i do not reckon it among the emotions springing from desire nevertheless i have chosen to explain it here because in so far as we look to the desire it is truly opposed to the emotion of daring definition forty two consternation is attributed to one whose desire of avoiding evil is checked by amazement at the evil which he fears explanation consternation is therefore a species of cowardice but inasmuch as consternation arises from a double fear it may be more conveniently defined as a fear which keeps a man so bewildered and wavering that he is not able to remove the evil i say bewildered in so far as we understand his desire of removing the evil to be constrained by his amazement i say wavering in so far as we understand the said desire to be constrained by the fear of another evil which equally torments him whence it comes to pass that he knows not which he may avert of the two on this subject see part three section thirty nine note and part three section fifty two note concerning cowardice and daring see part three section fifty one note definition forty three courtesy or deference humanitas sev modestia is the desire of acting in a way that should please men and refraining from that which should displease them definition forty four ambition is the immoderate desire of power explanation ambition is the desire whereby all the emotions cf part three section twenty seven and section thirty one are fostered and strengthened therefore this emotion can with difficulty be overcome for so long as a man is bound by any desire he is at the same time necessarily bound by this the best men says kikero are especially led by honour even philosophers when they write a book contemning honour sign their names thereto and so on definition forty five luxury is excessive desire or even love of living sumptuously definition forty six intemperance is the excessive desire and love of drinking definition forty seven avarice is the excessive desire and love of riches definition forty eight lust is desire and love in the matter of sexual intercourse explanation whether this desire be excessive or not it is still called lust 
these last five emotions as i have shown in part three section fifty six have on contraries for deference is a species of ambition cf part three section twenty nine note again i have already pointed out that temperance sobriety and chastity indicate rather a power than a passivity of the mind it may nevertheless happen that an avaricious and ambitious or a timid man may abstain from excess in eating drinking or sexual indulgence yet avarice ambition and fear are not contraries to luxury drunkenness and debauchery for an avaricious man often is glad to gorge himself with food and drink at another's man's expense an ambitious man will restrain himself in nothing so long as he thinks his indulgences are secret and if he lives among drunkards and debauchees he will from the mere fact of being ambitious be more prone to those vices lastly a timid man does that which he would not for though an avaricious man should for the sake of avoiding death cast his riches into the sea he will none the less remain avaricious so also if a lustful man is downcast because he cannot follow his bent he does not on the ground of abstention cease to be lustful in fact these emotions are not so much concerned with the actual feasting drinking etc as with the appetite and love of such nothing therefore can be opposed to these emotions but high-mindedness and valour whereof i will speak presently the definition of jealousy and other waverings of the mind i pass over in silence first because they arise from the compounding of the emotions already described secondly because many of them have no distinctive names which shows that it is sufficient for practical purposes to have merely a general knowledge of them however it is established from the definitions of the emotions which we have set forth that they all spring from desire pleasure or pain or rather that there is nothing besides these three wherefore each is wont to be called by a variety of names in accordance with its various relations and extrinsic tokens if we now direct our attention to these primitive emotions and to what has been said concerning the nature of the mind we shall be able thus to define the emotions in so far as they are referred to the mind only general definition of the emotions emotion which is called a passivity of the soul is a confused idea whereby the mind affirms concerning its body or any part thereof a force for existence existendi vis greater or less than before and by the presence of which the mind is determined to think of one thing rather than another explanation i say first that emotion or passion of the soul is a confused idea for we have shown that the mind is only passive in so far as it has inadequate or confused ideas part three section three i say further whereby the mind affirms concerning its body or any part thereof a force for existence greater than before for all the ideas of bodies which we possess denote rather the actual disposition of our own body part two section sixteen corollary to than the nature of an external body 
but the idea which constitutes the reality of an emotion must denote or express the disposition of the body or of some part thereof because its power of action or force for existence is increased or diminished helped or hindered but it must be noted that when i say a greater or less force for existence than before i do not mean that the mind compares the present with the past disposition of the body but that the idea which constitutes the reality of an emotion affirms something of the body which in fact involves more or less of reality than before and inasmuch as the essence of mind consists in the fact part two section eleven section thirteen that it affirms the actual existence of its own body and inasmuch as we understand by perfection the very essence of a thing it follows that the mind passes to greater or less perfection when it happens to affirm concerning its own body or any part thereof something involving more or less reality than before when therefore i said above that the power of the mind is increased or diminished i merely meant that the mind had formed of its own body or of some part thereof an idea involving more or less of reality than it had already affirmed concerning its own body for the excellence of ideas and the actual power of thinking are measured by the excellence of the object lastly i have added by the presence of which the mind is determined to think of one thing rather than another so that besides the nature of pleasure and pain which the first part of the definition explains i might also express the nature of desire end of part three definitions of the emotions continued end of part three